Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I am Anthony Irwin, as always, joined here on the hook by Aaron Larsoul. Aaron, oh, man. Already? So, yeah, well, no, to be honest, I'm not. So, uh, Devin Booker gets hurt. Chris Middleton gets hurt. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets uh, gave up a giant lead. You know, it's just, it yep. looks like we're heading towards a Warriors Celtics finals here. And is that I, your doomsday scenario? I cannot handle that. I who cannot. Root, who that. are you rooting for, though? Uh, Warriors, that, I guess. That's I, your doomsday maybe? scenario. Yeah, because, like, look, we've talked about this. I am a big fan of citywide rivalries, right? So mm-hmm. I hate the Warriors. I cannot mm-hmm. stand them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like parts of the Warriors. Like, I enjoy watching Steph play. I enjoy watching, like, Clay Thompson is legitimately one of my favorite players of all time. Maybe yep. people associated with the NBA of all time. Um, but his his dad, his dad is, his dad is great too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Michael seems like a a legit, legitimately amazing person. He is. Um, however, his son plays for a team in the Bay and they're all dead to me. And then like, (laughs) (laughs) that was succinct. (laughs) And then, you know, you look at, obviously on the other side of that equation is the Boston Celtics who just like, yeah. Yeah. I loved all of the uh, the Bob Cousy slander this week. That was fun. That was yeah, yeah, and just the the uh, from from winning time the the uh, clips of the meme oh being shared around. It's just fuck Boston. The little clips of the show. Paul Revere should have slept in that day. Yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Jerry West is redeeming himself. In these. <laughs> His character arc is something. Hey, can we? You know what? We weren't going to talk about this, and we have a okay. lot to talk about. Yeah. So we're going to be here for hours. An hour before we went live. Uh, Borrego, James, James Borrego, yeah, James, right? James. Yeah. Uh-huh. I wanted to say James. <laughs> James okay. Borrego. Okay. Um, he he got fired. Uh, the Timberwolves gave up a giant lead yesterday, and Carl Anthony Towns is uh, man, like yeah. Nemanja Bjelica. Like, is he? he <laughs> Speaking of the Warriors. <laughs> Um, the Utah as are, are just going full Utah as, yep. uh, the, uh, we have injuries throughout the playoffs as we kind of already alluded to. We have guys coming back from injury, in Ben Simmons, Robert Williams, and Luka Doncic and how that might affect how everything goes. Uh, we have a lot to get to, but However, you brought up winning time. You okay. did it. This is yeah. your fault. Yeah. All right. If we are going to go off on this tangent, on this detour. Let's and do it the best part of our shows let's do it so here's my thing and I've, I've tweeted this i've said this i think i did an entire yeah i did an entire lowdown about winning time um and about the subjects of winning times reactions to winning time mm-hmm. and how they're probably <laughs> ensuring that winning time is around yeah i saw you on twitter time. say that like they should <laughs> the winning time should be cutting checks to all these dudes yeah best publicity yeah a- hbo like just break them off some money because they yeah. are handling all of your publicity i can't tell you how many people have told me you know i was kind of sort of in on winning time i might check it out might wait for it all to come out and then you know binge it after the season is completed Mm-hmm. Um, and then the number of complaints from Magic, from Kareem, from now Jerry West, who is threatening actual litigation. Wonder where he learned that from. And and 
you know, I find myself like so many people are telling me at first, eh, you know, maybe I check was, it out. Now was, I got to see this. Was Jerry West forty uh, fifth on the all time list in the top <laughs> fifty and seventy five? I wonder if he was forty fifth. <laughs> um. So so like, I don't know. I I have thoroughly enjoyed Winning Time. It mm-hmm. might be my favorite TV show, like show on TV right now. Um, it, it, it is mine. A snowfall, which ended last night or two nights ago. Yeah. Uh, I watched the, the season finale with True last night, and that's kind of fallen off for me. Yeah. So it was those I, I don't two. watch it, but based on like the, the way people were talking about it, 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 it was this season back. has been a dud, but it was so good before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think Winning Time is my favorite show on TV. I think it has like kind of reached a little valley a little bit. I think the last couple episodes have been kind of eh. Yeah. Um, this last one specifically, and I don't know if I've said it on the show before, but I don't like sports movies um, because I don't like the depiction of the games. And so yeah. this one had uh, this most recent episode of Winning Time had the most like on court basketball action. Mm-hmm. And it just even though there are some basketball players that are are um, on it that are playing some of the characters, some of the uh, the, the guys from the Lakers and, and other people. It just like it just doesn't feel like basketball. The more basketball they show, they yeah. show. Have you like, noticed that the like, worst they replay plays? Oh yeah, they throw lob the same lob over and over. Yes, I can't not notice that. Yeah, that's that's my point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Solomon Hughes, who who plays uh, plays Kareem, shout out Cal, former Cal Bear. Like he's a he's a legit basketball player. Mm-hmm. And it just like still though the basketball just looks mm. so I yeah. I think the more basketball they show the more on court stuff they show the worse the show gets yeah um and I think uh, Paul Westhead's characterization is like kind of strange <laughs> like of all I don't of know why complaints? he's portrayed as some like bumbling idiot yeah I know, like that's it's weird to me of all um, of the complaints I really feel like he like Paul Westhead has the biggest gripe yeah it's just it's just like. And some of the like factual stuff, and you can see it on silver screen and roll. There's like an there's a like deep dive into how close to reality any of this stuff actually is. But so I think it's weird, like the stuff that is like historical record that's so inaccurate is weird yeah. to me. Like what people their personalities were like, or what events happened, or whether these interactions or this conversation that really only two or three people on planet Earth know if that happened or not. Yeah, fine, take take whatever liberties you want but like fact actual factual like scores of basketball games yeah. and plays and how stuff like that stuff that was kind of weird to me so um and you know like the lakers just being terrible and you know the the thought that that elgin baylor was going to take like no the lakers paul West said the lakers were a, a juggernaut shout out cooper in, in the sl- in the slack the lakers were a juggernaut <laughs> yeah the lakers just beat they the hell out of everybody right yeah. Paul takes over and the Lakers beat the hell out of everybody. So that part, that stuff is kind of weird. But um, overall, I think the show is incredible. Yeah, I I completely agree. There's no point in like when, when I can when somebody can just quickly Google like it's it's it is kind of difficult to Google like was Jerry West an asshole, right? Right. Like that's kind of difficult to to Google. Was Chick Hearn a drunk racist? Drunk, maybe racist. Also, maybe. Also, maybe. <laughs> also, also, maybe. And and you guys, but Chick you can't Google that. that. That's my point. Yeah, but that's, that's hard to find. Right. 
But like scores against play, like Lakers, right. Detroit Pistons, like right. actually that you can find that. Did, did we like we're making up road trips and scores? <laughs> I also thought it was weird that, uh, and I haven't checked this, but I doubt it's accurate. The the Lakers, uh, well, the NBA seasons start in October, um, yeah. and late October now earlier in October because they want to extend the season to give guys more rest, etc. But there was a line in it that it was the Lakers' first road trip. Somebody said it's the Lakers' first road trip. Yeah. Indiana, Detroit, and Boston, which isn't an actual road trip that happened. Right. But it also was Christmas. Yeah. Like, so you're telling me the Lakers didn't go on the road until 23 Christmas? straight home games? Right. What is, I, yeah. It was, <laughs> that was weird to me. But yeah. Now, maybe it was now, like, like first road trip under. Really good. Maybe first road trip under. No, Westhead? they said they said. No, 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 no. I'm just like trying to give them some out here. Somebody but said yeah. to Magic, like, oh, this is your first road trip or this is your first time on the road. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I think it's incredibly great. it's incredibly entertaining. The the basketball, honestly, uh, is the least interesting part of that story yes, to me. Like, like if you aren't going to get into the nitty gritty of like why that team was so evolutionary and why uh you know magic was was such a a phenom in terms of what he brought to the table there if you aren't really going to dive into that then don't don't show the basketball like you can you can get away with just like showing scores and and if you want to show like some basketball you can just you know make it a uh you know a, a, man what's the word i'm thinking of montage montage thank you i was thinking collage but montage yeah. you could just do like a, a montage of like here's this winning streak and here's this and here's right. this you know like you could do i i just don't there's no point i get that they wanted to involve uh chick hearn and and that is the way that you involve chick hearn i liked him going back and forth in boston and and all of that yeah like, with what's his name most whatever most yeah, yeah. Johnny most, uh yeah. johnny most right yeah, yeah. So that part, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I just think the on-court stuff needs to be like one-tenth of what it is yeah. because it gets very stale. And I do, I agree. Like him, them going back and forth was, was pretty funny, but I have a more of a problem with them, like sensationalizing the basketball than I do with them sensationalizing the people, I guess. Yeah. It, like, well, you're, you're, they're you're like two-hand shoves on the court, and they're like, the refs won't call it, and this is great for Boston. There they're are like, so many people watching, like, like actual, see, they don't play basketball like that anymore. It's like actual <laughs> tackle. Like, it's, it was like, no, like, that's yeah. not happening. Well. That, that, that. And that Spencer Haywood, Paul Westhead stuff is also. Well. Hayward, Haywood yes. literally threatened, like, like hired a hitman to try to kill. Yes, but so that, that was, actually happened. Yeah, yeah, yes, but that was because during the playoffs, he had a cocaine bender and showed up late to practice, <laughs> and and Wes said like that relationship didn't sour. Fine, I mean, we're this is gonna be but... this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a weird note, but not enough cocaine. Yeah, not nearly enough cocaine for the seventies. Like. Yeah. The, the, oh, yeah. Well, I think we're actually, did we get to in this last episode? Do we get to New Year's? Because if we did, we're into 1980 now. Yeah. Well, I right. Don't I don't know if we did. Because the Boston, theoretically, the Boston game was like right before Christmas. Oh, no. The Detroit game was right before Christmas or right on Christmas. And Boston, Boston was, was New after Year's. That. Okay. Right. Like they say Boston was New Year's. Okay. You know, so now whether that actually aligns with like when they played Boston that year, who knows? I, I just, show, I mean, the show is great. 
Yeah, I, I really enjoy I really enjoy it. I really enjoy a lot of it. And, and I really enjoy how angry it's making the subjects because like, here's my thing. Um, and again, I said this on the lowdown, so I'm not going to completely rehash it. If you want to check out that those notes, like you can go back and listen to I think it was Thursdays or Wednesdays uh, lowdown. But like for some reason, or not for some reason, we know why uh, powerful people have limited access to people who can tell their stories based on how nice the people who are going to be telling those stories are going to be to those powerful people, right? That's just, yes. I, it's it, the literal yes. term for it is access journalism, where, yes. where people will not talk to certain members of the media, uh, TV channels, you know, documentarians. They will not work with those people unless they are allowed to sign off on, you know, and, 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 markup uh like everybody gave adam schefter a hard time for the mr editor email that he sent to dan snyder but uh like schefter is and by the way also like point out it's unethical but schefter is far from alone on that there are so many favors being done at every single turn that like journalism is in no way shape or form resembling what like people who went to big j's uh journal school trained for um and 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 yet and because of that honestly i I got really bored watching the last dance i i was i i was look at the 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 basketball parts of it and you know just listening to michael jordan talk is fun and all that stuff but like it it was a it was a really really long jordan commercial yeah, it also wasn't like anything we hadn't seen before. Right, didn't already know. And and the reason the reason like we didn't learn anything new there is because Michael doesn't want us to learn anything there. Correct. Like Michael Michael that Magic Johnson's the first. I haven't watched it yet, but Magic Johnson's the the the, the first episode of of his documentary is out, and I guarantee you it's going to be this highlight reel and and you know he got HIV uh, I'll t- from. I'll tell you what it won't. I'll tell you what it won't be. I'll tell you what you won't see him dribbling with his left hand. <laughs> I need document. I need footage. I keep saying this and everybody gets on me. I need footage. Somebody find me a clip of Magic Johnson dribbling with his left hand. Yeah, I'll, I'll find it. I'll work on it. Okay, good I'll luck. I'll work on it. I got Good you. luck. Not yeah. like one. I need like an actual, like he makes some move going left with his left hand. I need like four or five dribbles, even in the open court, four or yeah. five dribbles in a row with his left hand. Let me see something. Have you already bet on Jordan Poole winning Finals MVP this year? Or <laughs> you think that's yeah? <laughs> hey man, the way the way he's hooping, that is not a bad choice. I think I, as of right now, because of the injuries, I think the Warriors are probably the favorite. Or they're literally well, they are the favorite. They are the favorite. Yeah, yeah, they are the betting favorite. But as far as who I think is going to win it, it's probably right now. I would. So that is that is a I have I have to check the futures to see what kind of Jordan Poole odds because that dude is hooping that dude is a monster yeah now part of it is the uh amplification and of having him and steph and clay play together um because that makes the game pretty easy offensively clay looking for all like of clay them. just makes it unfair like come on yeah i believe hold on i gotta i gotta i gotta look uh but i saw somebody tweeted i think it was uh sam esfendiari from from uh, the light years he tweeted out something about what they were shooting the three of them are shooting from three in the playoffs so far and um you just aren't nobody's gonna beat them if they continue this will they continue it who knows okay here it is uh they are 38 
for 78 from three through three games. Those those three guys. Uh, Clay is 14 of 31 for 45%. Jordan Poole is 13 for 22 for 59%. Steph is 11 of 25 for 44%. Andrew Wiggins oh, he's is, the worst of those three? Huh. How Andrew Wiggins is 5 of 9 for 56%. <laughs> like, you just, yeah, you're not, yeah, what I, happens? I'm, I'm looking forward to them playing like Denver not only are they small and broke or they're broken but yeah. they're so small they're just overmatched and a they're so slow match. they're so small yeah. they're so thin like it's just it's a terrible matchup so, for their Denver. guards are so bad yeah well, they can they can torture Jokic because Jokic is I mean no no big guy in the league other than maybe Anthony Davis and maybe Giannis is equipped to be able to play center and then get out and guard those guys yeah maybe and they'll they'll give those guys problems too but Jokic they are just torturing but the other problem with it is whatever we haven't found a good nickname for that five-man group yet but whatever we're going to call that group the other problem with it if they're going to be concerns they're going to be concerns with those guys defensively like Clay is not Clay yet defensively I don't know if he ever will be Um, and then Steph fights but is kind of just you know he tries he fights but he's small he's he's Mm -hmm. like a an above average defender but he's small yeah, Jordan Poole is slight. He's not small, but he's slight, and he's just bad defensively. Mm-hmm. But Denver does not have the personnel to yeah. take advantage of any of those imperfections in that new death lineup or Hamptons whatever or whatever we're calling it. Death Star well, Two I thought or Hamptons whatever. Five. I thought Hamptons Five was with KD. It right? was. Yes. And then death lineup was before KD. The so death now... lineup was yes. Yeah. When they get old, will it be the washed, like the the Wash Brothers, the <laughs> the Washed Brothers? Uh, I guess that maybe. was just. I guess that was Although, just LeBron and AD this year. Here's the thing: if there is one skill, if there is one elite skill that will transfer age. to will age well or transfer to old guys, I know it's Aaron be that jumper. I know Aaron. I'm fucking pissed, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, have I bet on Jordan? Look, if the Warriors. If the Warriors do end up winning the finals, uh, Steph Curry is winning finals MVP. Nobody's going to vote for, like, unless Jordan Poole has, like, 80-point triple-doubles, <laughs> nobody is voting for Jordan Poole over Steph for finals MVP. I just want it, I just want it for the discourse. I just want and, it Yeah, for- I mean, it would be, it would be funny. <laughs> It would be it would be pretty funny. Um, elsewhere in the playoffs, the, the Timberwolves uh, just went full Minnesota sports last night against mm-hmm. the Memphis Grizzlies which, I, which prompted a text from you I told you night. I you asked me how dare you not take the wolves yeah when we were picking teams team. to when we were picking teams to adopt for yeah. the playoffs yes and and I told you I cannot do any more Minnesota sports that that last night was the specific thing I was thinking of just yeah. an absolute gut-wrenchingly terrible performance up and down uh from from that wolves team Patrick Beverly was just out there thinking he was Steph. Cat, uh, from uh, by the way, from the jump though, because he scored the first what I don't know seven yeah. or nine points for them. From the jump, he was trying Can to we, get loose. I want an actual theory on why Cat is so bad in the playoffs and has been so bad this year since the regular season ended because he hasn't looked good at all. Yeah, so that's the um, that's the, the, the yeah because he what are they he's played four playoff-ish games now one Mm -hmm. playoff-ish and three playoff games and in two of them he has been a complete absolute no-show yeah i mean 
Well, no, he, I mean, he showed up because he's picking up all these fouls. So he shows up, but he shows up. I mean, you just can't. And, and Barkley was talking about this a lot. Um, and maybe we got to give Jimmy Butler some, some flour. I mean, Jimmy Butler's been great in the playoffs, but maybe we got to give him. It's like it has to be. It's never been a talent thing with Cat. It, it has to be a psychological thing, a mentality thing. Physicality like, thing, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, it's I don't want to call him soft, but like, like you have to have a mentality where is I, if somebody has, if he has much talent as he has, you have to have the mentality. Like this isn't happening. He is good mm -hmm. enough to impose his game on whatever game. He's and big in. enough. Like he, it's not like he's, Certainly. it's not like he's skinny. No, he's, like he's a big he's boy. Small. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously he doesn't seem to love contact. A little flabby, part of it. but like, yeah, but so it, it, it clearly is a mentality thing. And it's also, uh, I mean, he's kind of, he's not kind of, he's very corny, but like that goes along with, and it's the team in general that they're like, seem to be front runner. Like when the game is easy yeah. for them, he loves it and he loves talking shit and he loves running his mouth. And even they caught him during the game. Yeah. You know, I told him before the game, they got to come to, they got to come to Minnesota. They got to come see us in Minnesota. Yeah. And Jaws like, yeah, we in Minnesota. <laughs> um, yeah, he just for whatever he didn't reason make the trip to Minnesota is the unfortunate. Yeah, thing. Apparently not for whatever reason. Um, and look, I also want to give him the, I don't want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because I think this time of year is hard for him. <laughs> like put the playoff jokes aside, right? Mm -hmm. This time of year is hard for him because of, you know, it's the close to the anniversary of mm -hmm. some real family tragedy yeah. for him. So uh, maybe that has something to do with it. So I would like to give him the benefit of the doubt in that case. But he has shown us for years he is who he is. And he is one of the most talented basketball players in the history of ever. Right? He does the he does the best shooting big man ever thing, which all right. He's gotta man, knock not, that not, off. All right, yeah, all right, all right man. Mm -hmm. Um but he like even more so than like Joker, even more so than Embiid, even more so than AD. I, he may have more. I don't know that he has more talent than AD because AD has all of the yeah, I think all so. of the athleticism stuff that Cat doesn't have. But like as a as an offensive weapon, Cat can kill you from all three levels. He's mm -hmm. really good in the post. Nobody's a good post player anymore. He is right. He's good in the mid range. He's a deadly three point shooter. Great like all footwork. of that, he can get. He does stuff off the bounce, like attacking closeouts from three. So he just disappears, like defensively. We'll put that aside for a second. He's been a disaster defensively his whole career. Mm -hmm. It has to be a mentality thing. You just, you can't, and some guys have it or don't. And I don't know how you manufacture it, but he needs to, or he is going to be like a, not hit like a complete bust, but right. It's like a really underutilization of such talent for a career because like, you can't just disappear like that and you know whatever i don't like jimmy the, his some of his reasons for <laughs> punking cat or kind of yeah. unsavory but like he's right the dude's soft yeah and he doesn't impose his will and his skill and his talent on a basketball game so i want to be clear when i say when i say what i'm about to say because all of what i what i'm about to say is relative to other NBA players and, mm -hmm. and especially other NBA, like great NBA players. Right. So when I say like, when, when people like you and me say soft, we don't mean like 
average Joe soft. Although that one guy from Denver is apparently saying that he is more mentally tough than Aaron Gordon. Sure thing, pal. Um, (laughs) But like, so, so when I say what I'm about to say, I mean it in comparison to the people that he has to compete against. Yeah. In the context. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, he is like, he is just soft. And, and here's how I know that that is going on. And, and the foul trouble to me is really, really loud in the way that he picks up these fouls, because it's a lot of, it's a lot of physicality. Um, like if you get, if you get caught like going over the back consistently or tripping people consistently, like that's in, that's a kind of physicality to me that you're doing when somebody isn't looking right. When they aren't on, when they aren't on even footing with you and it isn't just you versus that person trying to get, get your spot or not be moved off your spot or move somebody else off their spot. When you both are, are, are kind of squared up in that, in that kind of athletic moment. But when you're going over the back and you're pushing in, in the back, he had that one play that I thought frankly could have been a flagrant foul where he shot a three pointer, stuck his foot out to land where Jaron Jackson Jr.'s feet were landing. Like that kind of borderline dirty kind yeah, of those weird screens where he sticks his knee out on jaw to try to. Yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's a kind of physicality where like you're telling yourself, I have to be physical. I have to be physical. I have to be physical. And it's easier to be physical with somebody who is not expecting that physicality is looking some other direction there. And, and I think that the foul trouble specifically is what is the most alarming to me because of the type of fouls that he's committing. Um, like you look at it's reactionary stuff and it's like right. Joker it's reactionary stuff. The hard, the hard part of physicality is doing your work early, getting position yeah. offensively, you know, getting down low, boxing out all of that stuff. That is the, that's the hard part of physicality. Yeah. What he does is the, Oh shit. Somebody has an advantage over me because I was lazy earlier. Right. Now I have to do something to make up for it. Right. Yeah. And, and again, like, it's just, this isn't, this isn't like unfixable. You know, he can, I, I would imagine he's probably going to like, this series is over now. Um, losing that game there in that spot is, is really tough to come back from. I agree. Um, There are series that are more over, but I agree that they're in trouble. Well, right. Like Utah exists and Utah's also 2-1. That one's 3-0 and the Warriors are 3-0. Utah's over. Utah, like... I mean, Utah's been frauds. Every but we, they've been, every we've been time I this. see Quinn Snyder on the on the uh, on the bench, I swear to God, he's updating his LinkedIn. You know, like, do we think? Do we think for Game Four, maybe Quinn Snyder comes like he just wears the puffy vest and just <laughs> just wears it on the bench? Can he get a Jazz branded all black puffy vest? Uh, no, Looks I think like it'd be funnier like, if it was Lakers branded. I, I'm trying to have a. Uh, well, I was gonna say I'm trying to have a nice morning, but that's not what I mean. I am trying to have a um, like a clean, cleaner morning, which is why I am drinking uh, tequila, <laughs> a little Sincoro Blanco with some with some uh, with some soda water. You know, just kind of keep it clean here on this uh-huh. this fine Friday morning. <laughs> uh, but I can't say that that's delicious, so I will say that Hennessy is delicious. Yeah. Um. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So what, are, I, what do you think his LinkedIn says? What do you think he's, he's putting on it? What do you, how is he updating it? So I think first and foremost, he's like, all right. Do you guys have any my, mutual connections? Look at my, 
It's a lot of Mike yeah. Brown content. Can you there. help? Can you help him get? Can you help him get an interview? Yeah. Are you guys a what is it like first level connection or something? Yeah. Mutuals. Um, yeah. No. So he like he, he I would imagine his like cover letter is in Utah. I was asked to get a team that was built around a point guard that plays zero defense and a center that plays uh, zero offense. And we were really good in the regular season when that doesn't matter. And you can, you don't, you can't scout specifically for that night in night out. And then in the postseason, you know, turns out those things are tougher to make up for. But do you think he can add like under his experience? Do you think he can add like relationship counselor? <laughs> I made it so that they ate lunch together. Right. Like that <laughs> same table sometimes. Oh, I, took I instituted. To say that, but. I instituted a seating policy while yeah. while in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder where they sit on because on on well, I assume it's yes. Everybody on on team planes has a uh, specific seat, right? You mm -hmm. sit in like it's kind of assigned, but then you just kind of figure it out. Uh, you figure out where everybody's going to be, and then once you get there, like you're very serious about your seat. That's your seat. That's where you're comfortable. You're used to being around certain people. Not, I wonder if, and this is true for coaches, players, team staff, media people, whoever's on the plane, everybody on the plane has their seat. And if somebody's in your seat, it like, it messes with you. It's weird. So everybody has their seat. I wonder where, uh, where Donovan and Rudy, I wonder how far are they like <laughs> as far apart as you can possibly be on those Delta charters in the section the players sit in. They have to be like somebody is in the first row next to the window mm -hmm. on the left, and somebody is in the last row on the window next to the <laughs> on the right. Donovan like requested that Rudy's chair faces the opposite direction. Yeah, he's gonna have to. Uh, yeah, Donovan will tell it to Rudy. Be sitting back where I sit. Like he's gonna have to be in a way back. You like y'all? You hang out with? No, nah, you don't get to sit in the player section. Uh, I can't wait for the quotes and the and the leaks out of that situation after that season is over. I cannot wait. It's gonna be it's gonna be tremendous. Those they they, they don't seem to be having a whole lot of fun together. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that one's over. But yeah, I, I one last thing on on the wolves and cat. Um, I don't think this performance is enough to like make me cut bait on on cat and like be thinking about what comes next but uh you also risk like another run like this let's say let's say that, that, that minnesota takes a step forward next year they're right back in the playoff picture next year right. and and then this whole thing happens all over again with cat that be that makes him really really difficult to move He's going to get paid a bunch of money because of the things that he accomplishes in the regular season. And, and yet, like, if you're a team that has playoff aspirations, what do you do with, with him? Do you, do you want a player like that taking up that amount to your cap? So like, I'm not, I'm not going so far as to say that Minnesota has to consider moving him this year, but in the back of their minds, a, a smart, proactive team executive here would probably have to start thinking of like, all right, is there a way that we can definitively make this ants team and make up for what cat doesn't bring in the postseason? And if not, then how do we cut bait here? How do we, how do we do, how do we move on 
from this quietly yeah. before before anybody realizes that we're trying to move on? So I think you have to, I, I think it's a fair question to ask, but I think you have to, as you say, give them another year because this could be, now, personally for Cat, like we've seen kind of this movie before. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a team, I think you need to give them another, like, because this could be, you know, this could be their growing pains playoff season yeah. like Memphis had last year. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're a year behind Memphis, right? I, we thought Memphis was going to take a step forward this year. I don't think anybody thought Memphis was going to be the, have the second best record in the league. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is, as a group, maybe this is their hard luck year, or not their hard luck year, their growing pains yeah, year. The learning, the, the, the learning curve. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, but then the other question becomes, well, and I think by next year, I think it probably, maybe not publicly, but at least internally, I think it probably will be Ant's team. Um, and yeah. maybe already, actually, behind the scenes, it may be already. Um, but I think you do need to give them another group. The, then the, the problem becomes with somebody as talented as Cat, even with the playoff struggles or some of the you know, questions about, is he going to show up in the most important games? Um, I don't, like... Y- it's going to be, uh, you're not going to get anybody as good. If you trade him, you're not going to get anybody as good as him. No. So you better be right about the pieces that you get, right? They're not in a place where they're going to want future draft picks. You know, they're not, nope. that's not going to help much. So you're going to have to get, you know, maybe a, a future pick and maybe a couple guys that, you know, you break up his salary into, but they're like, they're pretty deep rotationally. So I, you better be right. If you trade cat, and get somebody or somebody's that are not as good as him because you're not going to get anybody as good as him. You better be right. Cat for Gobert, who says no? Cat for Gobert, who says no? Uh, both teams, probably. <laughs> Means I'm on the right track. Both teams, probably. You're I mean, can you imagine... This has nothing to do with the Lakers, so <laughs> nobody's getting a tampering fine here. Can you imagine how horrific Utah would be defensively with Cat <laughs> instead of Gobert? Hor- I mean, they but literally also, would be the, they would be the imagine worst. trying to guard him. I mean, no, they would be great offensively. Yeah, they would be a monster offensively. They had the best offense in the league this year mm-hmm. <laughs> with a, with a complete like non-entity. I, do you think Donovan Mitchell throws more than one pass a playoff game to Carl Anthony Towns? <laughs> Not even playoff? Dude. No, it's, in the playoffs, it's one. During the regular season, it was 2.3. In the playoffs, it was, well, at least game two. I haven't checked for yesterday. But in game two, he, he threw one of his 39 tell me, passes was Tell two. me you saw the clip of, of uh, Quinn Snyder, like, pulling Donovan aside. He's mm-hmm. like, got to look for him on the roll. Mm-hmm. Got to look for him down there. No, I'm cool. And Mitchell was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm cool. Mm-hmm, sure, got you. Got, got you. Got I you. mean, in, in Donovan's defense, he's throwing lobs to him and he's fumbling him. He can't catch him. I mean, like, yeah, no, I mean, like, like that's it. The conversation and it's about terrible Gobert, offense. If you just throw it to him in the yeah. post, it is terrible offense. The, the, the conversation, like, just in general, I just think any player who is like analytically, like any of the analytic darlings, um, the conversation about those players is so stupid. Like, 
I, everybody, a, a, anything, any kind of criticism levied against Gobert is just immediately written off by the analytics community. And any, any, like Nick Wright yesterday was saying, taking a shot at, at Jokic for fumbling away, like the biggest possession when, when Draymond ripped him, the yeah. biggest possession was the possession before that, when he sealed, uh, Clay Thompson and Will Barton took a 30 footer with, with Draymond guarding him. Like yeah, so that was that the game was already was was already sealed by the time the ball got to him and he got ripped by Draymond. That was those over. things are already I mean it's like human nature and we focus on what seem to be high leverage moments late. Yeah. But they all count, right? Like yeah. all those in whatever he had yesterday 35 and 18 or 38 and 16 or whatever whatever Yogi said like line. we don't we're we're, we're going to focus on him having one bad offensive possession against the best defensive player in He's- probably whatever, responsible for like a 50 few generations right yeah. like <laughs> like you're we're cherry picking one possession against yeah. draymond green who is you know one of the best defensive players in the history of planet ever Earth. yeah yeah we're picking one of those when he had like can we let's what did everybody else do Jokic <laughs> was fine yesterday yes that was not a great possession for him but what that one counts more than when he got a bucket in the first quarter no they all count they all yeah. count the same we just focus on the high leverage ones, which I get, and it's fun to make fun of people on online. I get all that, but yeah, Jokic was a monster last night. I don't think he's the issue. No, <laughs> he's gonna Absolutely win the MVP not. again, and he should. And yeah. my mom, who is a Warriors fan, texted me after Game Two when Jokic, you know, got very frustrated at Chase Center and and got himself got ejected, ejected. Mm-hmm. and didn't ha- didn't have a great game. And mom said, like, why is he, why is he Jokic? Why is he the MVP again? And my response was, because he doesn't have Draymond guarding him for 82 games. Like, yeah, this, it well, matters. Jokic is going to win the MVP and he deserves it. That team, I mean, like, you watch this game or this series, that team had no business whatsoever winning. What did they win? 47 games this year? Yeah. Did you see? Uh, None whatsoever. Yesterday, I think it was going around on Twitter yesterday. I don't know if it was from the show yesterday or maybe the day before on um, First Take where my mad dog or whatever is you know was saying i think that's who it was was there was with Stephen a and with uh reddick and was talking about uh that bob Cousy was one of the first you know the top whatever point guards totally. of all time and reddick was like you know he was being guarded by plumbers and firemen Jokic <laughs> is playing with plumbers and firemen <laughs> <laughs> in the, the year of our basketball lord 2022 Jokic looks like a plumber and a fireman no not so much fire because they kind of have to be in shape maybe he looks like he's a, not in better shape he looks like a he looks like a fire chief you know oh, the guys who go. like right. they they, they aren't, they aren't running into buildings anymore right, a little past you <laughs> we don't see him climbing up no ladders a little past his his, his fireman prime 